Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. Chris, how you doing? Hey, Corey. Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Morning. Good. Good, good. I'm... Um, I'm excited about this week, Christmas, and uh, it's a bit of a different week. It seems like, you know, I, I sort of knew this going into it, but um, the last two months being like Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's just like these two big dates that you have to work around. Both are short weeks. And so now we're here at the short week. And of course, there's, you know, a bazillion things left to do that I want to do before I take the time off. And so I'm planning on taking most of Wednesday through Friday off. And, uh, so the clock started ticking today <laughs> to finish all these things by Tuesday. Yeah, I agree. The The clock has definitely been ticking. It, it's still weird to me uh, whenever I, so I'm from the Midwest originally, and when I don't leave San Diego for Christmas, it never oh feels like Christmas to me. <laughs> so like, I can't believe it's happening in four days. I mean, plus with COVID and everything this year, it's it's different, but. Right. Cause it's yeah. sunny and, and shouldn't be 70 degrees. And, yeah. For, for Christmas. I, I keep, um, my wife keeps making, making fun of me because I'll take the doc on a walk twice a day and I take them once in the morning, once in the evening in the evening, it's always cold enough for a jacket, but in the morning I still like, I want to believe that it's cold <laughs> enough for a jacket. And so I put the jacket on and then halfway through the walk, I take it off cause I'm like starting to sweat. And then I come back with the jacket in my hand and my wife points at me and says, see, I told you, you didn't need it. <laughs> Whatever, dude, I just want to be cold for once. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go out in the middle of the night for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At night it's definitely cold. I need the jacket, but in the morning it's still, you know, 9am it's like, like this morning, I looked at the weather forecast and it said 64. I was like, no, it's gotta be colder than 64. And it was like 64 degrees. It was yeah. cold. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So how was your week? Uh, why don't we start with you? <laughs> My week that was, good. yeah. Kick I'm, us I'm off. I'm interested now. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, but, now uh, we'll, we'll build some suspense towards it. Right, right. Yeah, we, Make we, people we listen to the whole open episode. loop. There we go. <laughs> Tune in. Stay tuned. Uh, so yeah, my 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 last week was pretty interesting. It um, it was actually like super super productive, which I'm glad and uh, happy about. Which I think was semi due to again the uh, pending deadline of Christmas and me just kind of feeling the pressure. But uh, I think the last episode I talked about um, starting to delegate some of the podcast editing production side of things. Um, so and I had had trouble because. Uh, of the script and sort of the limitations with Big Sur, which I still regret. Um, but I think <laughs> I'm sort of getting over the hump of that uh, as we're recording this in Riverside, which I haven't been able to use in a while. And fingers crossed that this actually records and all is well on my end. But uh, I had a really good call with my nephew, who's really interested in like all things audio video. And I've delegated a bunch of things to him in the past with Hey Marketers and He's a good worker. So I hadn't been able, I was planning on basically creating, you know, all those instructions for like, Hey, here's, I think how this could work, but then I couldn't. And so I ended up hopping on a zoom call with him on Thursday and we basically had like an hour and a half where I kind of just like explained everything. We walked through it together. Uh, just 
showed him everything I had done so far, what I was hoping to do. So this week, uh, so he was really stoked about it because he had been sort of waiting on me for the last like two months to kind of like get to this point with the podcast where I could kind of hand it over to him a little bit. And, uh, so this week we're supposed to create kind of like the first little test, kind of like prove out the concept of the workflow using, um, all the recordings that I'm generating and then uploading into Descript. And then from there into Premiere Pro, which he uses, uh, to like do like the final kind of editing for little, um, sound effects and uh, a little bit more kind of fine tuning and whatnot. And also he's creating his little video clips as well, which I'm really excited about. Um, so that felt good. I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? If I, <laughs> like if I had known that I was just going to end up kind of like putting it all onto his plate anyways, I probably would have done this like two weeks ago, but I was procrastinating on generating the instructions, which I couldn't generate in the first place. And so now we're here, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, so the plan is to basically have like the first batch of 10 episodes that I want to launch with done by like the first week of January. Um, so that's kind of like his deadline. That's what we're working towards. And I also felt good too, because I had, I'd sort of forgotten, you know, like the, the reason why I took on sponsors in the first place was that so I could pay him for doing the work on the editing production side and any other, you know, pay for the podcast cover art, which I'm putting a lot into and, uh, any other sort of expenses. I might test some, some ads and whatnot. And so I was like, well, this is just money to sort of play with. And I was like, oh yeah, I still have that money for that, that I, that I can use. Um, so feeling good about that, just be able to kind of reinvest back into itself. Um, on Tuesday I launched a new, I don't even know, like I'm still trying to figure out the right words to describe it, but I'm calling it an automated, uh, newsletter digest powered by Mailbrew called marketing weekly. Um, and so it's basically like, it takes all the sources, which again, one of those things I've been procrastinating on forever. I was like, I need to get this out the door by the end of the year or before Christmas. <laughs> so just one night I just sat down, I watched some, uh, some star Wars and I just like created all the sources and uploaded everything, created the Twitter list. And I think it's turned out really well. There's, there's blogs, newsletters, podcasts, um, subreddit feed, uh, Google news, um, it follows hashtag marketing Twitter and then a marketing list, a marketing list of, you know, Twitter people basically in, in marketing, uh, on like their top tweet of the week, basically. And, um, that went really well. It was better received than I had thought. It already has 250 subscri subscribers and a lot of people seem to be interested about it and, uh, even have people of course requesting now to put their content into the feed. And so I'm <laughs> having to manage, you know, all the different sources, but, um, that was fun. It felt good to sort of like launch and get out the door and check that box on the to-do list, which has been sitting there for a couple months. And the Millbrew guys as well, uh, shout out to them. I love the Millbrew product as a, as a user, but also they've been really helpful just as far as like giving suggestions and feedback and help me kind of fine tune the newsletter as well. Um, That's cool. And yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, so is that something that go goes out every week? But yeah, you, so you really out. only have to set the sources. You don't have to like curate it every week. Exactly. Yeah. So my, my kind of like dirty secret, I guess, is that I don't have to do anything for <laughs> it. Basically, I just kind of set it and forget. Um, of cool. course, I'm like monitoring and I'm also adding new sources and removing if I, if I see. But um, I settle the sources and then, yeah, it automatically um, is curated. And then it sends out Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Um, 
And so that's pretty much it. That's all that's required of me. Um, so I really like, wow. I'd, I'd seen maybe like two months ago, someone launch uh, sort of like a Mailbrew curated digest. And I was like, I want that for marketing. <laughs> and I was like, hey guys, like, does this exist already? If not, I want to create this. And they're like, no, it doesn't. Like, let's work on it. And then it sat in the backlog forever. And I finally did it. But I'm excited personally just to have it. Because I'm like, yeah. cool, this is, it's a surprise for me every week too. Um, but for everyone else too, just to be able to get all that in one place. That is really cool. Is, is that something yeah. that's open to, like, can anyone use Mailbrew to create a digest like that, a public digest? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, really cool. It's it's just like a little bit, it's not talked about. It's not like a marketed kind of feature that they have, but you can make any one of your brews public, I'm pretty sure. And then mm. basically I just, you know, I created a little landing page for it, but I'm mainly just sharing like the direct link to Mailbrew. And then it collects subscribers and then I have all the subscribers although I'm, i don't plan on doing anything with that i'm just going to leave it in mailbrew and that'll be the only thing that's sent to that list of people um but you know the the also kind of you know the, the scheming marketer in me also is you know part of me is uh um planning on and uh and glad i'll have it just so i can source my own content as well it'll be sort of you know this double whammy of like I think this was inherently valuable to other people and also I can seed my own content in there to get in front, in front of more people. <laughs> Suddenly there's Corey Haynes stuff promoted right at the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't, I won't put it at the top. It'll be, it'll be, you know, in there. It won't be uh, so blatantly self-promotional. <laughs> no, no, That's what I'm trying great. to keep myself to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was fun. Um, so excited for that. I'm also, yeah, 250 subscribers. It's not a small number. Um, I'd like to see that eventually probably outpace my normal newsletter, which is about 3000 ish, give or take, um, it's cause it has wider appeal. So we'll see, but I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still bullish on being able to grow that subscriber base and have it be just a thing that I just happened to create basically, um, and get to get to maintain. Um, the other thing I, I managed to make a really good amount of progress on sort of my 2.0 version of swipe files where I'm, you know, I've basically taken a break from the teardowns. I've been really focusing on the community, doing a lot of thinking, uh, out loud to you and to a select group of people. And sometimes in the community about, you know, what's next and what else I can create. And, um, so I've kind of landed on what I think I want to do. I mean, I, I've sort of landed on it like two weeks ago. But now like actually seeing it on the page, I'm like, yeah, I think this actually is pretty cool. So it's basically instead of just the teardowns, there will be an actual like dedicated newsletter, which is basically blog content, you know, as a newsletter, essentially. There's the community, of course, which I'm going to be doing some new stuff uh, in 2021 with AMAs and more guest workshops and show and tells by community members. Um, I have the teardowns, of course, it's going to say the same. And then I have what I'm calling the brain or the marketing brain. I'm still not, we'll see if that name sticks. I'm not really sure about it, but I'm trying to find something that kind of like encompasses what would be like a master swipe file and kind of like a commonplace book of resources and um, like a couple other kind of like curated things. I'll also have maybe have um, I'm kind of like workshopping this idea of like uh, just having these rough drafts of my newsletter always in there, it'll be like in a notion doc so people can see kind of like what I'm working on as I'm working on it and comment on it. 
Um, and then I have the courses. So I'm planning on bundling in the courses to swipe files as a part of the, the all access membership, which I talked about a little bit last week. Um, but now I'm actually getting it on the page. I have it planned. Um, I have the new landing page, the new membership page, which will kind of go through all this. Um, and then another new page, which I keep forgetting how much I talked about this or not, but, uh, I want to talk about here a little bit and get your, your thoughts on it, which is the kind of like the thousand true fans public experiment. Um, trying to find some way to like some non cliche way to share my journey and share what I'm learning as I build swipe files and market swipe files, uh, like along the way, just kind of like opening it mm -hmm. up. Um, so I'd mentioned it before, but I, I managed to figure out how to get the number of members on the page and kind of like generate a couple of updates where it shows like my progress. Um, but now I've also kind of like taken the next step, I think, and I'm basically going to have like a, a separate blog as it were, where I have like this public list of, um, current experiments and updates on mm -hmm. what I'm learning. So like, it'll be like, start a podcast. Like here's my thought behind it. Here's what I've done so far. Here's how well it's going. Here's the numbers and the figures and what I'm planning on doing next, how it's going. And then here's, uh, uh, the marketing weekly. Like, is this actually generating traffic? Is it working? How much work does it take? Like, here's my thought behind it. So like having like, kind of like just these public updates for each one of the, the things I'm doing to grow swipe files, as well as maybe some milestones and random thoughts in between. But, uh, I've got that pretty much done as well too. So wow. feeling pretty good about that. Um, but what do you, oh, I wanted to ask, like, what do you, I can't remember how much we've, we've talked about it before, but like, what do you think of the whole thousand true fans public experiment kind of idea? Yeah. I, uh, I love the idea of sharing the experiments that you're doing and how that, uh, feeds into the thousand true fans or, uh, you know, basically people who end up becoming swipe file members. Uh, it actually reminds me of, uh, when was it sometime last year when, when you were working on Hey Marketers, you shared in the San Diego Indie Hackers group, uh, a couple different points of time you shared the, like basically the Google analytics traffic and mm -hmm. how it related yeah. to some things that you had done for that. And I, I'm sure other people in the group experienced this, but I remember seeing that and I was like, wow, like you know, everything I was working on had basically zero traffic compared to that. <laughs> uh, so seeing how you went about it and, uh, strategies that, that you took to grow a site like that. I mean, I had no experience at doing anything like that. So that was really beneficial for me. Uh, mm -hmm. and I think if you do that same thing for, uh, what you're doing now, uh, I think people will get just as much, you know, and more value out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of also born out of, um, like I had this, uh, work in public space within the swipe files community and we have like a weekly thread where we update sort of what we're working on and what we did last week. And then I also have, um, other people I've done, I've, I've done as well. I'm just like, Hey, here's an update on, um, like the savvy Cal landing pages I've been working on or like the Twitter ads that I've been working on, or, you know, just kind of like these little informal things people have really seemed to enjoy that. And so this would kind of just be like a more formal, um, like log of all those things, like, um, kind of just combining all those threads within the community into one place publicly. 
Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I just, I just wonder if it'll, if it'll resonate or if it'll be like, that'll be one of the experiments will be like, is sharing my journey worth it? Like, do people actually resonate? Does it help me get new members or get people invested along the, along the way? It might be a little bit tough to track, but, um, at least I'll have like the page and I can see the interaction that way. Or I don't know people, one of the actually really, really good things I think I've done so far is in those automated email responders. And I always ask people why they signed up and, and where they came from. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's been interesting. Like even the last two weeks, I went on the Growth Machine podcast with Amanda uh, Natividad. I think if I'm pronouncing her name right, who's also a Swipe Files community member. And I made an offer for half off the membership um, for the Growth Machine podcast listeners only. And I've had like four people take advantage of that. So I was like, Oh, wow. like, great. This will be another <laughs> you know experiment I can put on there of the podcast tour. And does it work to, you know, give out a, a, a coupon or have some sort of special deal for podcast listeners and stuff like that, you know, I think will be interesting to share. Yeah. I think one of the keys will be also sharing that in the right places to communities that enjoy that type of stuff. Uh, so like obviously mm. indie hackers is one where people do really enjoy following along uh, learning from others. Uh, another one that comes to mind is the, the subreddit, uh, it's, I think it's called like entrepreneur ride along or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. So f- I think if you share it in communities like those, you, you will definitely see some, some traction from there. Yeah. That's a good point. You, you had mentioned, um, maybe it was last week or the week before, you know, I should write up a little post about, um, sort of my results from opening up the course again and like <laughs> doing yeah. nothing kind of. Um, and I, that was part of this thread too of like, I want, I want to do that for indie hackers, but I also want to figure out a way to communicate that the best way to Swipe House members and like have it on the site somewhere. So it's not mm-hmm. just siloed over in indie hackers. Um, so I think this might be another place where I can put that. Um, Hoping, you know, again, the scheming marketer in me a little bit is hoping that it'll be sort of one of those things that'll generate some backlinks as well um, to help with the SEO side of things because it's just like a thing and uh, it'll be swipefiles.co slash 1000, which you can go to today and there's some lorem ipsum on there, but it's uh, <laughs> it's almost ready and uh, eventually it might be like a little hub for, you know, just kind of following along the journey. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I felt, you know, pretty productive. The, the the downer last week was on Thursday, the dog got into a box of cookies and he's a 25 pound pug and he ate 12 cookies. Oh no. And, um, so we tried to get him to throw up and the whole thing I had to take him to the vet, basically a whole wash of a day. Um, Thank goodness, actually, I managed to get a little bit of work done. I got like an early start, started at seven and I worked till 10 and then at 10 o'clock, uh, found him eating. <laughs> Actually, no, it was 10 o'clock. We left my wife and I had to go shopping and noon came back to find that he had eaten all these cookies went through that whole thing. He's fine. Now there was, it was an expensive, but he has a, he has insurance, so it's fine, but it was a whole wash of a day. And so, uh, yeah, but I think that's pretty much, Oh, the only other update I have is, uh, I'm not taking that much time off right now just because of all the things I'm working on and sort of the pressure. But right before this call, I did block off three weeks next year from December 13th 
through the end of December to take off. So I'm nice. I'm, I'm planning ahead. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So now I'll have that to, uh, to work towards. Yeah. That, okay, that won't be the, the next time that I take time off, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> this time next year I will be completely offline. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, uh, you know, black Friday weekend last year, you were like, I never want to work like this again. And now this year you basically just had to <laughs> turn it on and it was ready to go, uh, yeah. for, you know, for your, your course launch. And exactly. now you're like, okay, next year holidays, I, <laughs> I don't want to be working this crazy amount again. I want to take three weeks off. And I think that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what went on in my head. I was like, man, I love Christmas time and I'm not taking the much time off. And I'm kind of stressed, like working towards this big relaunch and I have consulting stuff still to do. And for some dumb reason, I decided it would be a good time to, to sell some landing page teardowns and audits, which I have to deliver on this week as well. <laughs> and, uh, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I'm actually, I wanted to, cause I thought that would be fun. And then I was like, wait, like next week's gonna be a short week. Why did I do this? But it'll be fun. But ne- next year, yes, I will be completely off and we'll design all things around that time off. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I, I forgot about that. Cause I think I, I retweeted your offer. It, it was, you're going to do five teardowns. Was it for free? Uh, 10 and people can pay what they want. I think with the minimum. Oh yeah. It was pay what you want. That's right. 99. Yeah. Which turned out really well. I, I think I want to do it again in the future, maybe another one in late January or February possibly. But, um, it went, it went really quick. It went in like two days. Um, and I, it wasn't like a fake scarcity thing. Like I figured like, well, 10 is probably going to be the max I'm going to be able to get done before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a lot of really cool ones. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, maybe I'll ask them if I can share some things about them in this white files community. Cause, uh, it'll be cool to see, um, sort of what, what they can do with the teardowns. That is cool. W- will you be adding them to the swipe files teardowns or is these, they're, they're more like private one-on-one. Yeah, it'll feedback. be private. Yeah. More kind of one-on-one feedback. I'm just going to record a video. I have a framework that'll go through and add suggestions into a doc live. Uh, and then just like hand over the video recording, which would probably be, you know, 10 to 20 minutes. And then the copy that I sort of suggest for them. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, to uh, alleviate the suspense, <laughs> what, how was your your week last week? Oh man, I, I feel like it's been like three weeks since we talked. Honestly, <laughs> last week when I was when I was preparing for this, I was looking back. It's like when did I launch Marketing Weekly? Was that last week? Like, what in the world? That was six days ago, and it felt like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. No, you were you were crazy productive last week. Um, yeah, so my week started off with, uh, Sarwetch, who's the developer I hired part-time. Uh, it was his first two days working on JetBoost, uh, which kind of kicked things off. So he's, he's basically working Monday, Tuesdays on JetBoost. Uh, so the prior Sunday I was doing a bunch of prep work, um, just to get the, some things ready in the code base and processes in place. And also to like have something for him to work on, uh, which I mean, it's, it's been a great experience so far. Uh, number one, it's just, it's forcing me to be more organized. Um, even like, uh, starting to write better, cleaner code just because now there's somebody (laughs) else working on the code base. It's, you know, if you're, 
if you live by yourself, or at least if you're like me and you're kind of naturally messy, like, and I don't have anyone coming over, like my room's going to be dirty all the time. Right. But as soon as you have a roommate or, or guests, then uh, you got to clean things up. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, and then, yeah, got, got him started and uh, he's basically been able to uh, I tweeted about he he's already shipped something to production, uh, which was Impressive. super cool. Yeah, very cool to do that in the first week. Um, so yeah, just uh, it's like you mentioned earlier with um, delegating work or outsourcing. Whenever I do it, I'm always like, "Yep, I should have done this a lot sooner." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good, and it's also it's just I've noticed too. It's it's more fun now. Uh, to have someone else to work on this with and, and talk about it with. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's been really great so far. That's cool. Yeah. Can I, as a, as a non-technical person, what, what does a messy code mean or like a messy code base or environment? Like what does that actually look like if you could explain like I'm five? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, let me think how to explain this. I mean, one of the one of the uh, mantras of development, I guess, is like don't repeat yourself. Uh, so, you know, you might have some piece of code over here, and sometimes I am lazy or just trying to move fast, and I'll just copy and paste that code somewhere else, and that can be fine until uh, you come back three months later and need to make a change to that piece of code. And you're like, Oh crap. Now I need to go change it for other places, uh, versus abstracting that out into one common place and, um, being able to just reuse it everywhere and, and only change it in one spot. And that's kind of mm. a, a basic example. And also to, uh, I think just organization of files, uh, naming things consistently, uh, just kind of basic, yeah, organization and, and process. If, if things are real messy and all over the place, then it can be it can be harder to work with. It can be harder to know where you make a change in one spot, where else is it affecting? Uh, so it's, I find it's, it's a trade-off. Uh, <laughs> when I was a, a software engineer, very much uh, more focused on writing clean code uh, you know, good, good abstractions. And, um, when you are running a business that happens to use code, <laughs> I've found that it's more about, uh, moving quickly, uh, especially in the early days, like when, whatever you're doing, like you don't know if it's even going to work or not. Um, so trying to not get too caught up in, uh, the developer mindset of wanting to make things like I mean, the, the last thing you want to do is spend four weeks, eight weeks writing the, the cleanest code ever. And then as soon as customers start using it, realize it's not what they want and you have to go throw all that away. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there's, there's a, definitely, you need a balance there. Um, but being, being the only person working on the code base, you can, you can definitely get away more with, uh, being a little bit less organized than you should be, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. The, the more I get into no code and, um, the more I'm like in it, the more I want to learn how to program just cause I'm like, I, I feel like I know how this works, but I can't, 
put my finger on it exactly because I'm not in the code base and I can kind of like see and, and, or understand maybe how things are working in the background, especially now that I've been using a uh, Integromat a little bit more mm-hmm. at a very basic level when I'm like, Oh, I could see how this applies and the, and I, I have this script that I installed on in Webflow to add a comma to, um, to a, a four digit number so that it's not, you know, it's like, it reads out correctly, like, oh, 3,000, you know, people in the newsletter, and it's not just like the number 3,000, but it's 3,232, yeah. or whatever it was. And uh, I was like, oh, I could see this. Like, you, you, I embedded it onto the page or of like where the number should appear. And then I created the script to like call and like reformat it basically. And I was like, oh, this is fascinating. But I was, yeah, I was just curious about the messy versus clean kind of side of things. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, even something like that. Uh, so I've, I've had a lot of people ask for, they want to be able to filter by uh, like number fields like that. So you can imagine uh, like a, a real estate website and it has like a pricing slider. And one of the challenges with numbers is uh, the formatting, uh, particularly with like Webflow, you have customers all over the world. So the, the formatting is different. Uh, in right. different countries, some use like the, the dot as the comma, uh, mm. and so or on. The comma and so, or the, yeah. Yeah. And then when you're dealing with like users inputting numbers, uh, it, it gets pretty tricky. So, so that's one, uh, you know, even as you've seen Webflow themselves, they don't have, uh, you know, these options for number formatting, uh, mm-hmm. cause it's, it's a little bit tricky, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. something. Maybe, maybe something. that's your, your sixth booster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it could be. Yeah, I mean, so to to get into sort of the the meat of the week, I guess for me, yeah, uh, probably since Tuesday on uh, through through last night, which was Sunday night, I I was just completely in the void of uh, trying to, you know. So we talked here last week about uh, these booster bundles, so. Um, bundling up different boosters and having one price for that. Uh, I was working on that all last week. Uh, and I think I had like a mini panic, uh, <laughs> thinking that I might, I might not be able to finish everything in time. Uh, so the the two main things that I need to finish, um, by the end of this year are the pagination booster, which I've talked about several times. Uh, that is, Everything's done with that except the infinite scroll, which I'm going to finish up this week. And then these like bundled packages. Uh, And so I started working on the bundling and it sounds super simple, but with the, the way that JetBoost subscriptions are set up, it's, I'd say it's a little bit off of the rails of what's normally done through Stripe. Uh, So you can have Mm. one account that has multiple subscriptions and they may even well, they, they bill separately. They may have completely different start and end dates. So you might be billed for oh, one right. on the first. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, if you decided 10 days later, you want to go and get a second one, like they're going to have different billing cycles, which is tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with the bundles, I wanted it to be, uh, you know, if you start out and you purchase the JetBoost search and later you decide to upgrade to to one of the bundles, like you should get credit if that bundle includes the search, you should get credit for uh, however much time you have left on the search subscription. 
And that was uh, quite a nightmare to try to solve. And uh, <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I, I just wrestled with it all day. Um, was was like I said, starting to panic a little bit. And then finally I found the, the Stripe APIs that I needed and how to use them and mm. uh, got it all working. And then the rest of the week was really spent on uh, completely revamping the the checkout flow in JetBoost. So it, it used to, I don't really know why I did it this way, but there was a lot of like modal pop-ups and it just, it, it was like pretty bad and, and it really hadn't been changed since the very beginning. Uh, so thanks to, uh, I have a much better design now, thanks to some help from Mackenzie Child and then also you. Uh, <laughs> you were very helpful in helping me flesh out the designs of uh, how the how the checkout should look and what information should be most prominent and um, yeah so I'm I'm now very happy with with where that's at and it's actually it's all live now so the the bundled pricing oh, wow. is live except I don't have it turned on for anyone's accounts yet oh I see um, yeah so it's it's still hidden behind like a, a feature flag. But um, I tested it out last night. It's good to go. And basically now I, I just need to finish up the, uh, the infinite scroll. And then I'm going to launch the pagination booster along with the bundle pricing. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's amazing, man. So yeah. working through the weekend then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to finish it up. Yeah. It's probably the most I've worked uh, straight. So it was like eight, nine straight days since... Um, maybe since I was like first launching JetBoost and, mm. and doing it on the side of consulting. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was both extremely unhealthy, but also it felt kind of good because I was like, all right, I still got it. I could still, you know, crank it out when Power I need through. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but definitely not sustainable and and definitely not the, the healthiest behavior. But uh, uh, I'm excited where things are at now. Yeah, I'm with you. That's funny because I, I had a similar feeling of, you know, I worked a lot over the weekend as well. Just had some some free time with my wife, pushing out a lot of orders for, you know, the holidays and stuff for her business. And then nice. um, went over to a parent's house and she had sort of like a tamale making party and I was working during it, just kind of watching everyone make the tamales. But anyways, uh, it felt good to like get that done, you know, given... I like, sometimes I'm just like, I just need to sit down and work. Like I can't yeah. not be stressed about this. I just need to get it done. Yeah. And, um, that's awesome that, I mean, that's impressive with, uh, progress on the pricing, bundling, checkout and with pagination basically being, uh, ready to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's super close. I would say the, the major downside was this was, uh, last week was by far the worst, support response times, <laughs> <laughs> uh, since, since I've started or since I've been doing jet boost, uh, I, I'm still actually, th I think I'm all caught up on the chats now, but still way behind on emails. Um, but going to try and finish, finish those up this, uh, today as well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a given to, I don't know if, um, I'm trying to think, uh, I feel like it's a thing, you know, with like during the holidays, then you like have some sort of, some sort of disclaimer in the, at the bottom of the email, you know, it's like response times might be delayed or like, I don't know, something. Um, like I told my wife too, cause she was freaking out about like, well, people 
might not get it by Christmas or, you know, what if I like want to take a week off? I'm like, just like say it, like just put it on there. <laughs> and then like people have no excuse when they're, you know, angry or confused. You're like, no, no, no. Like it was, it was right here. Um, so, I mean, it's the holidays too. It's like, who really expects a really quick response time? Yeah. Yeah. I figured with the holidays I could, uh, maybe give myself a little slack, but I do tend to, you know, feel kind of bad about when, when it does take a few days to, to get back to somebody. Uh, so I think this, this is also like a little bit of a good experiment for me with paternity leave coming up next month to see like, right. Okay. I can take a little bit longer to get back to people. No one's like suffering too badly. Um, and it just kind of, it is what it is and it's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll work out. And, um, yeah. That's cool though. The, the bundling, um, the pricing stuff is definitely no easy feat. Um, are you using like the new sort of like Stripe no code checkout stuff at all? Yeah. So I explored that a few weeks ago, uh, but it doesn't support having multiple subscriptions mm. for, or no, that's right. I can't remember if that's it or not. There was something it didn't support that JetBoost uses. Uh, so I think so. I, I gave up on it. Yeah. 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 The multiple subscriptions and different plans is definitely a hard one. Um, I remember experiencing that a lot with bare metrics being like a multi product mm. suite. And then also, I mean, tons and tons of customers had a similar situation where, um, uh, I, I remember one in particular, like they had like three different levels of pricing. It was like, um, there was like a baseline, just like flat fee that everyone, every single customer's had. And then they would have a tiered pricing and then they had like an overage pricing. So it's like you had like a single subscription and then you had like a tiered subscription and then you had a metered, uh, bill basically. And, um, I don't even know, I forget how we ended up doing it, but it, like imagine creating the pricing page for that. Oh, and God. then, you know, making it work within the product with Stripe and like having every, and then they had to like flip over a bunch of people into the new pricing and, uh, it's, it's, it can be very, very difficult. Um, in fact, one of the, one of the, one of my kind of big asks to member stack, which is what I use for all the no code subscription stuff for swipe files is, uh, to sort of handle some of that stuff where people can have multiple memberships and, or, you know, custom billing. And so they're working on that now, but I'm excited for that to just be handled by someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. One of my, uh, nightmares has always been, uh, imagining if JetBoost had different tiers for each plugin available. So you right. could think like, I've had people ask for, uh, search analytics and I'm like, okay, well I could build that, but it feels weird to not have that be some sort of extra cost, but then mm -hmm. <laughs> having five different subscriptions, each with their own varied tiers and pricing, like that's a nightmare. Uh, yeah. so yeah. at bare metrics, that's literally what we had to do because, uh, the main analytics product was, um, you know, it was tiered and then it was monthly or annual. And then we had recover, which was also tiered monthly annual and then cancellation insights, which was a, a flat fee, but eventually or the plan was to create some sort of tiered structure for them. And so some customers would have three different subscriptions, each with sort of a different tier, if you will. 
and uh and then monthly versus annual like you know some people wanted mm-hmm. to be monthly on one to kind of test it out versus annual for the others and we're like sorry we can't do that we have to just they all have to be monthly or they all have to be annual and again i think eventually we found a way around that but it's it's uh it's non-trivial stuff even with stripe which mm-hmm. i hear is sort of the best you know solution or uh the best medium to do that yeah yeah i mean it's just at the end of the day it's just complex and uh but like i said i'm, I'm really happy with with how it ended up uh i I'm pretty hopeful that the the bundles will be well received and um there's two different bundles. It's, it's actually the exact two that I mentioned on the last episode. So it's kind of the premium one where you get all of JetBoost. Uh, it's going to continue to grow in value more and more over time. As new boosters get created, they'll be added to, you know, you can still purchase them individually, but they'll also be added to the premium bundle. And then there's uh, what I'm calling like the essentials bundle, which is just the, the most popular ones. Um, so yeah, I th- I'm, I'm hopeful it'll be, uh, utilized and, and well-received. Yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked for it. I think it's a, it's a great move. And especially given like the current adoption, there's a lot of room for upgrades and upsells and expansion revenue. And what, what do you plan on doing to sort of like announce it, launch it, you know, promote it? The, yeah. Of course uh, that's, that's the question on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't even gotten that far really. Uh, I, I just started thinking about that at the end of last night as I, as I wrapped up, uh, the development and testing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, th- I, I'm sort of leaning towards like this week and next week might be early access only. Um, and then do like the official launch first week of January, uh, which will be close to paternity leave time, but, uh, with two weeks of early access, I'll feel pretty confident about the code and, and there, there shouldn't need to be any major changes, uh, yeah. in January, in January. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like the channels are fairly obvious, you know, but sending a message to all the customers who could, you know, potentially take advantage of the upgrade, um, possibly even two, it's like a reminder. Uh, maybe like a week or two after, um, Twitter, of course, uh, LinkedIn, I don't know, maybe some of the other kind of no code places like MakerPad and, or different Facebook groups might be a good, you know, Hey, by the way, cause it, it is a good deal, you know, just like announcing mm-hmm. bundles and for your next no code stack and finding some ways to promote it. But I think that's a, that'll be really exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Well, good week. It, it's funny how um, I feel like most of our weeks are sometimes they're like exact opposites, or sometimes they're really <laughs> similar. In this yeah. case, it sounded like they're they're pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, uh, de- I mean, definitely the the end of the year is a, a bit of a forcing function, I think. For true, at least for people in our position who are, you know, solo trying to get things done, trying to get things wrapped up. Uh, it's funny because I saw a tweet from uh, Jane, uh, Jane Wong, I think is her name. The, mm, the yeah. woman that she like, if you don't know her Twitter account, it's, pro- it's probably been my favorite Twitter follow of this past year is, w- is when I discovered her. Uh, she tweets like features that, um, big 
tech companies are working on, whether it's like Facebook, Instagram, uh, but she also tweets out sometimes about Webflow features and she figures out how to like get access to them and, and we'll share screenshots of, of what they're working on. It's super interesting, super cool. Yeah. Uh, but she had a tweet this past week and it, I mean, from her position, it's, it's perfect. She said something like, well, it looks like uh, no new features are coming for uh, the next two weeks. Like big tech is shut down. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, I was, and, I, and I, here I am like working 10, 12 hour days thinking, well, it's not the case for JetBoost. <laughs> no breaks on this train. We're, we're full speed ahead. <laughs> two big new releases coming up, like right yeah. in the middle of it. Unfortunately, Jet, JetBoost isn't uh, big enough for her to snoop around in. <laughs> one day, one day. One day. That'd be funny. I'd be interested. To, that'd be a fun kind of thing for her to do is to like look at really niche kind of smaller companies <laughs> and just kind of like uncover all the things they're working on or that would be funny. Some sort of like mini, mini sewed or I don't know, picks one, one a month or something. By the way, one of the other uh, interesting tweets from last week was, uh, I don't know if, oh yeah, I think I sent it to you. Um, Tiny going public under WeCommerce uh, on the Toronto Venture Exchange, I think it is. It's like TSVX mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, pretty crazy, pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty interesting. I, I didn't even know what to think of it at first because like, they're going public, what the heck? <laughs> but um, so immediately I, I figured out like, okay, how to buy stock in... You know, Toronto <laughs> Stock Exchange as an American. Actually, I, I forgot. I need to go back and I like set up this account with um, uh, this company. Maybe I shouldn't share for security reasons, but um, I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to to invest because I'm very long, That's awesome. long, tiny. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because they also, you know, they're kind of in the no code space and mm-hmm. uh, lots of little, well, tiny companies. But uh, that was interesting. Yeah, they. Um they own the 80, 20, uh, design agency. Yep. Uh, who actually u- uses JetBoost quite a bit, uh, which is cool. It's and awesome. they acquired, um, oh, I can't remember the name of his company now, but Matt, uh, Varghese's agency. Mm-hmm. And now he's CEO of 80, 20, which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's Matt, awesome. Matt, They're doing Matt's really awesome. cool stuff. I love yeah. all the tiny seed or the, all the, <laughs> tiny seed all the tiny capital companies or i guess WooCommerce. Yeah. they also have a bunch of shopify apps and dribble and job boards and mm-hmm. all over the place but uh yeah tbd I'll, maybe i'll report back next week or the week after if i manage to uh to buy some stock in <laughs> that'll be great cool all right man well anything else or shall we wrap it let's wrap it all right. Well, as usual, all the notes and mentions and links that we can remember in the show notes, and we'll see you next time.